This week on Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, we look back at the year in Star Trek and talk about what we're looking forward to in 2023. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Johnson. Hey, Mike. How are you? I am good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's been a busy weekend already, um, I, but I'm here. I'm present for this discussion. Um, earlier today, I went with a few friends to brunch. And oh, preface. So Emily in Paris is coming out. Season three is coming out on December 21st. So Netflix did this whole pop-up in like, the, like it's like in Soho, but it's like the little Paris area. Um, and there was like a crepe stand, a flower shop, like, and you got a pass, you would get a passport and you go to like all these different locations. And it was like this whole production. So I got really excited. And a few friends and I were like, yes, yeah, so we're here. Of course, I'm the, I'm the one that pushes us to do this. And like, we should make a whole thing out of it. Let's have brunch at like a French spot. And then let's go walk over and like, you know, be in Paris, like Emily. I was really excited. Um, so we did brunch. Um, I got a croque madame. It was delicious. Um, and then we walked over, and literally there were lines around the block. It's like just to like get the passport, like to get a stamp. Um, because basically, you go to each stand and you get a stamp, and then you can redeem it, like you like for like prizes or like a gift card or something like that. Um, so just to get the passport, there was a line around the block. Um, so one of my friends like begged this rando to like give her a passport. So we had one passport between all of us. And then we looked and saw lines and lines. So basically each of these stands, these pop-ups had like a line around the block just for that. And then at one point they, there was, a, I mentioned they had, there was like a flower shop. You get like a little bouquet and they're like, we're out of flowers. <laughs> okay. I was like, all right, we're out of here. That's was like ridiculous. But we took the selfie which is the most important thing. So on social media, it happened. Um, but yeah, suffice it to say, um, Johnson did not visit Emily in Paris, um, but I am excited for the series premiere in a week. Um, wow, so yeah. all, of that pre- all of that prelude for you didn't get to do any of the, the things. No, no, but I saw from a distance and I was happy for other people because they got things. <laughs> oh, really? And, you know, it really looked like they were thrilled to be there. And I was like, I'm happy for you and more power to you. Um, but I'm going to, I'd rather pay $5 for the crepe than wait like 45 minutes for a, f- a free crepe. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that to myself. Um, so that was my morning afternoon, but it was, it was fun. Yeah. How's your day wow. been? How's your weekend uh, been? Weekend's been all right. Built my new office chair that arrived today. Uh, is it my like early ergonomically cr- helping you already? I don't know. Like you it, it, no, I mean it's I mean it's nice and comfortable. It's no longer a like dining room chair that um I had been using. So it's nice. Does it fit your yeah. aesthetic? Like your your apartment aesthetic? Um 
Well, it's black and my desk is white, so that that's the only thing. But okay. Dennis did a great okay. job. This is, you know, this is my Christmas. This is a present from. This was an early Christmas present from Dennis. That's sweet. You know, he. T- yeah. Always. So you it is and for you. <laughs> yes, and I have no idea what to get him for Christmas yet. So. Um, I think we yes. talked about this last He's, year. I think I recommended like a Theragun or something. <laughs> like I, I don't. I, oh I feel like, yeah, this yeah, sounds very familiar. But we talked about like, yep. what am I going to get, Dennis? I was like, how about Theragun? <laughs> like, I mean, this is this is also the pressure of the holidays is like figuring out gifts. And this year, I think we talked about this earlier is uh, in another episode that I'm just going to get my niece and nephews all gift cards this year right. and just yeah. be done with it. And when, when we saw my brother-in-law or when I saw my brother-in-law last weekend, uh, we were up in Boston last weekend for a medical conference for, with, for Dennis. And we drove back and stopped at my sister's house for a little while and hung out with them. Um, and I brought that up and my brother-in-law agreed that probably gift cards are the easiest thing for them. Yeah, so, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, but yes, I no. So thank you for reminding me about the Theragun. Maybe that's a good, that might be a good choice to, um, to get him for, for, yes. Yeah. Do you remember, speaking of, do you, so that brings me back. Do you remember when we were in Star Trek Las Vegas or not (laughs) Star Trek Las Vegas? Uh-huh. Do you remember that there was this guy who was selling sort of a package yes. deal and I thought about getting it? Yes. You kept on going back to him. So this was in the dealer room in I don't know why. Yes. Like he there was like this guy selling like, yeah, basically Theraguns. Basically Theraguns, yeah. I'm like, are they themed? Like they weren't even like themed Theraguns. It was just he was just there. And yeah, I don't back, even and I stood at a distance. I was like you know, best of luck. Like, I, I didn't quite understand. But I didn't end up getting it because it was more money than I wanted to spend on the trip. They're, since we had already spent quite a bit expensive. of money on the trip. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. so. they're good. It's, you know, it's, but they're... And there are actually many different brands at this point. So this is like a year and a half later. Many, and there like, are... Kind of like ripoffs if you go to Amazon. Yes. And yes. I mean, I have one. I have one that's a ripoff that I think I paid like 80 bucks for. And it's great. Like it's, it's probably okay. Fine. And I've tried a real thorough gun. I'm like, this feels the same. So I don't, I don't know. Feels the same. All right. Well, there we go. Well, maybe we just solved my Christmas uh, shopping sure. issue yeah. for that. There we go. Yeah. So no. Yeah. So I built the put t- t- together the chair that I am now sitting in today because it arrived today. And Dennis was texting and calling me thinking because I was out running errands. And he thought that they just left it on our doorstep. <laughs> he was like, is it there? Did it stolen? Yeah. Yeah. So he said, happy, Merry, or, you know, early Christmas. And um, so, happy yeah. Christmas. So I spent a couple of hours putting it together this afternoon. Hours? Um, Did you really you take that long? It took about, it, so it took, yes, it took about two hours. Oh, my God. Unpackaging it and like figuring out the instructions and like putting yeah screwing it together and whatnot. Oh, yeah. And then and then the funny thing is that I built it out in the living room and had to move it all the way to the back and where my office is. Sure. And it didn't fit through the door. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so um, yeah. So I yes it was. I eventually did get it through the door. Obviously, it was. It was literally like, this is ridiculous. Yes. 
Yeah. So anyway, um, but yeah, so I did that. Um, so while I was doing that, I, I, I saw a random Netflix ad and in Instagram about this was new show called Paris? The Recruit. No, it was not. That would never show up in my. <laughs> I don't know. They're ever. pushing really hard right now. But well, so I so I saw an ad for The Recruit, which I watched the first two episodes as I ate breakfast, and then uh, it's about this twenty-four-year-old uh, law school grad who worked gets a job at the CIA and gets um, thrust into a big, huge mess in his Who first week of work. It? I don't, nobody recognizable. So, um, and new guy, he's, he's good looking. He's, you of know, course. he's, of course. uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So I watched the first two episodes. So I had ordered breakfast, um, or brunch rather, and I was eating that. And then, um, Built the the chair afterwards, so maybe it was maybe it took like a little over an hour to build the chair, maybe an hour and a half. But mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, so I did that, and then I got ready for a party that I'm going to after we record. And oh, yes, yeah, oh, so I have to I have Island? to go. Yes, yeah, so I have to check out to Long Island. So God, yes. Fortunately, there are plenty of trains, and I'm not you know I'm not going to worry about it. So. So, oh, so that's my Saturday. No, never driving again out there. No. What you've done it like no. a few times, I recall. Um, driven you and your friends out to the party. Yes, I yes I did did drive out there one time, and uh, it was okay. I mean, we got there, but. Oh, I had to go to the bathroom really bad because it, you know, traffic was like ridiculous. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I ran in the house when I got there to go to the bathroom, which, um, but uh, the drive back was also ridiculous. And we got back and I didn't realize my garage closes at midnight or whatever. So we had to park in a parking lot and then I had to go and move it the next day. That's so, but my friends who all came back with me in the car paid for the parking, which was really nice of them. So, oh, okay. so yeah, so yes, I'm going out to this party and then I have church tomorrow. The college kids are back tomorrow, so I'm excited oh, to see yes. them. The children, yes, it's it, it feels like already feels like a very packed weekend because I will mm. not get home until like one in the morning, probably. Yeah, um. So it is going to feel like very packed and then it's back to work on Monday. But nothing quite as exciting as your tirade about Emily in Paris. Clearly, clearly you're very passionate about Emily in Paris. I am not. I love Emily. Um, But um, all the power to you. Thank you. For your enthusiasm around a young 20 something in Paris doing your job. Yes. I think, right. If I vaguely recall the, yes, she's plot uh, line doing, of the, this. doing the social media and the advertising, but then she also needs to choose between the two men that want her in her life. So of course, you know, there's a lot, she, she needs to make some choices this season. I think that's the theme. Yes. So, so maybe, yeah. and it's not been renewed for season four. So maybe they're going to do like something like Johnson in Paris for season four. Oh or, my God. Could you imagine? I think it actually got renewed I for could. season three and four. 
Oh, really? Oh. Maybe. Oh. Maybe. I, I do not keep track of this. But anyway, the recruit is very interesting and I'm intrigued and enjoying the first. I enjoyed the first two episodes, so I will be okay. watching more. Yeah, um, I'm watching. But anyway. Yeah, I'm watching Dark right now. Um, and it's really good. It's a. I've been trying to watch it for years and I finally decided to just watch it and it's it's excellent. It's it's very complex. Oh. It's like one of the most complex sci-fi shows I've ever seen. So, oh boy, I feel like that's a three body problem all over again. <laughs> you did not like the three body problem, but I think it's I did because not like you don't like all the Chinese names. <laughs> like it's confusing. No, I don't. I mean, I don't mind that so much. It was just I don't. I don't remember why. You can get into it. I think the you, it. I think the setting and also um, which was like like the cultural revolution in China and also like. The Chinese name takes a minute to get used to. Like I, I even I mm. that. So I, I don't think you yeah. really got into it. You couldn't get yeah. past that hump. Yeah, so. there were several humps. But anyway, this there this also humps. sounds true for Dark as well. Yeah, no, Dark like... is one, and I don't think you would like it. It's very moody and dark. Literally, mm. kind of like it's not like a happy like like. You know, it, you probably get anxious from watching it. So, um, uh, there we go. Yeah. Well, um, so we've talked about everything except what this podcast is normally about, which is sure. Star Trek. <laughs> so maybe we should well, talk a little bit about. Yeah, true, true. We do, we do have varied tastes, and we do often talk about what we are. Our off-topic bleeds into everything nowadays. So we used to have yes. a whole segment well, on just for off-topic. Well, part of this but now it just... is also about, about us being gays in New York. So, hey, you know, mm-hmm. it's all relevant. It's all relevant. I have a date tomorrow. Or gays in, in Paris, apparently. Gays in Paris. Hey, oh my God, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I, I don't know going back to Paris. The last time I was there, I was like 18. And that's a very different time. Like I had no yes. income. <laughs> like no income. I didn't know anything. I was I was a complete dummy. Um, so and I didn't appreciate most things, I would say. Whereas now you have income. Yes, I'm so <laughs> you know, I, I I'm <laughs> Um I actually, you know, one big thing is I don't think I appreciated food as much when I was 18. I didn't really love eating. That was this was a phase I went through. Um, but now I love eating. Um, it's a, such a thing for me and, you know, paying for it is for eating when, experiences, food experiences, um, is kind of like part of my jam. So, yes, I would say, uh, you are, yes, the table whenever we, the, even the two of us, but more often when there are more of us have gathered, the table is filled with food and, um, you are at your happiest. In those moments, you just order all the food. Yes, I love food. All the I food. Love having, yeah, food. Yeah. All the food. So, yes. Well, um, so this is our last episode of 2022. And I thought it would be really cool to look back at 2022 in Star Trek and all the things that, you know, have happened. Which, surprisingly, 
Do you remember back? I think Alex Kurtzman at one point said he wanted Star Trek on TV 52 of weeks co- a year. Of course. Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, kudos to him. He almost hit it this year. There are, if you include the upcoming two episodes of Prodigy, which I am because mm-hmm. we're recording this a little bit before the end of the year. Um, there were 51 new episodes of Star Trek this year. Right. That yeah, there were is a few weeks crazy. Off. Yeah, there were a few weeks off, and then there were a couple of weeks where there were, we got two, two episodes. Um, there was there was a lot of overlap. There was several times of overlap, yes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, but we ended up with 51 episodes, new episodes of Star Trek this year, which right. I thought was amazing, like pretty crazy. Oh, great. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And we've talked about, I don't know, 47 of them, 45 of them. So, uh, I mean... Mm. So we did get our Spotify wrapped for our podcast, which just covers our Spotify play playlist. And but it was nice to see that we we released 34. And uh, this is actually our 30. This will be our 36th episode. And but as of 34 episodes, we had almost we had over 2900 hours of content out there not hours minutes minutes no not hours no not hours out of here i'm not (laughs) gaining that much energy to talk out no 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 2900 minutes of uh content out there which is pretty pretty amazing goodness so yeah so 51 episodes five series and um yeah a lot to look back on the good and the bad but I thought we'd just kind of roll through the year 2022 and talk about uh, what happened and what we liked about it. And I, as I'm sure you'll chime in, what we didn't like about it either. Sure. Um, but, you know, talk about some highlights. And interspersed throughout this, um, we'll have a few of the members of the Trek Geeks podcast network chime in with a few of theirs. So you'll hear those interspersed as well throughout the conversation. Um, once I edit that all together, but um, <laughs> mm. if you can believe it a year. So this year we're beginning and ending on prodigy, which I think is uh, very mm. interesting. Mm-hmm. The most episodes of any series 15 this year, but the first part of 2022 we had and I had to remind myself, I thought that all of Discovery had played out through the end of 2021, but we had this break uh, in the middle of yeah, the season. Yeah, that was a break. Uh, yeah, it was dis- a little confusing. Yeah, I totally forgot about it. Pro- the second half of Prodigy. What did we call it? 1B? Did we call mm-hmm. it? No, 1B. we called it 1... Season 1A2. <laughs> part, part 2, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's so confusing. I hate so... it. I hate that they broke it out that way. I hate it. But it did sort of, it didn't, it did lend itself to that. Like they, they had developed some arcs pretty, you know, some decent they arcs did. that did yeah. work well for that kind of breakup, you know, breaking I up. I don't think, episodes. and we talked about this at the beginning of the year. I just don't think if you're trying to reach this audience as young and they have ADD and there's so many different things for them to consume entertainment wise, like let's not like TikTok's probably 9% of it that you know, breaking things up is not really helping like to keep momentum going, you know, like you're already asking them for a lot of patience by releasing episodes weekly, let alone five episodes, 
like a long break and then the five episodes, another long break. You know, it's, it's just not conducive, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad that they, you know, are, have re-aired the episodes of Nickelodeon, but it's just like, come on, man. Like, why? I just don't know. Well, now, now they're all prepped and ready to go. I mean, by the end of this year, right, they'll have the whole season that people can just sit and binge. Right. Which is, which will probably, you know, grow the audience at, at some point. Some people Hopefully. have probably waited or, you know, we'll go back and, and do some binge watching. But we had the, the second half of the first half, weirdly enough, of the season. Right. Um, after our gallant crew had broken out of Tars Lamora and were just learning about the new protostar. And um, anything stick out for you for that first part? That's, you know, that sort of arc. I mean, we, we did, for me, what stood out, I'll, I guess I'll start, is just the fact that they ended it on a point where they were free from Tars Lamora. They had freed all the slaves from Tars Lamora. Uh, and they had freed Gwyn from her dad's kind of clutches. Uh, and we did learn what uh, drove the diviner, right? So we did learn we did learn that he blamed Starfleet, and this is why he needed the protostar was to basically exact revenge for the damage that mm-hmm. um, that he yeah. blames Starfleet right. for. So yeah, no, I thought that the um, the finale of season one A of Prodigy was really strong, a, a moral star. Um, yeah. That was when that was the episode, the two parter where we learn about the background. Um, they free all of the unwanted. Um, and that was a really strong episode because it really was a culmination of everything that had gone through in the season. And as we've discussed before, Prodigy is really good at keeping consistent with the character development. And I feel that they really did a service to all the characters in terms of how everything kind of came to a point in that episode, whether to what you're saying, like Gwen rejecting her father and rejecting um, and kind of embracing Starfleet's ideals. Uh, Dow really coming to his own as captain of the Protostar and kind of the rest of the crew banding together. And then this is also when we got the cliffhanger of Admiral Janeway. Admiral Janeway's on the lookout. You know, she's on the hunt. Oh, right. Yeah, um, that's so right. So we were left with that. So I thought this was a really, really strong um, finale. It could have been a season finale, but it was just like literally like, you know, like season 1A, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, I thought that, uh, Star Trek started really strong this year with the, um, with that particular arc of Prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I thought that I had totally forgotten about the Janeway Admiral, Vice Admiral Janeway. Yeah. 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 No, that was, uh, and the Dauntless and. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was like, oh my God, I'm here for this. You know, it was a. It was a great way to end things because at that point we hadn't really seen much of like what, you know, what was going on with Janeway. We just got hologram Janeway. So it was like a like gasp, <laughs> audible gasp moment when we kind of got that. Uh, like it was almost like a post credit scene. I mean, because it went to we went to dark and it was before the credits. But then it's like, a you know, it's a teaser. Um, they did such a good job with that. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah. And I, you're right. That could have really been a season 
yeah. season finale. For, totally. You know, for sure. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Prodigy started out really started started out this year really strong. Oh, for so uh, for all the listeners that are not watching Prodigy, watch this fucking show. Like it is so good. Like it is literally like out of the five track series. Like it, it's up there in my mind with Stranger Worlds. Like it's it's really mm. excellent. So yeah, people need to be watching this show. And I yeah, don't, absolutely. Personally, I mentioned this last episode. I don't think enough people are watching it or talking about it. So. Yeah. Well, I think I think to your point though, I think being able to binge the entire series because they're mm-hmm. such 20, you know, they're short 20-minute episodes um is going to be a great advantage. Yeah. And in a couple of weeks you're going to get to see the whole arc of season 1 of Prodigy. Uh I will say that it's uh it's a good ending for season 1. Okay. Um yeah, that's all I'll say right now. Obviously, you know, I haven't seen yeah, anything. I only up to episode eighteen. Well, so you know, yeah. So once I I was behind, I think I had or I I started watching it. There was a cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. And so I watched the next one because we have the screener, and then I just kept going, and uh-huh. so I I watched the rest of this series. So I've seen uh seen through the end of season one, and it's good. It's good. Okay. There are the, you know, the things that we've talked about before, the gaps in not, you know, in continuity space, or like, yeah, and yeah. yeah, like space time things that you, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yes. So um, I'm sure in yeah, the new year we'll talk really about Really, they're like zipping that. around the whole galaxy, honestly, like, yeah, yeah, like, like, it's like a, yeah. It's like taking the A train uptown, you know, the yeah, express like train. Going from the Delta quadrant to the to the beta quadrant. Apparently, yep. and now they're back in the alpha quadrant. I'm like, oh my god, where the fuck are these people? Yeah, oh. they are. Um, yes, they are zooming all over the galaxy. So yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yes, and that does not stop. That does oh, not good. stop. Great. <laughs> and you'll, you'll as you'll I'm see. Sure I'll so have critiques. Um, but I think you're right. I think that this was a really strong series. Uh, you know, I was ha- my the one thing that the other thing that comes to mind is just how thankfully Dal matured a little bit. Oh yeah, totally. Um, otherwise, we hated you, you him know, in like one uh, a one season one yeah. a part one. In the first first five episodes, right. he was a little bit uh annoying. Not really a little bit. He was annoying. Yeah. Oh my. Yes. God. Yeah. Yes, he so he has he grew on us. And I think uh, through these this the beginning of this year when we saw the the second five episodes of the season, um, he had gotten better. There were Mm -hmm. still signs of of the Dow from the first part of the season, but uh, a lot less, thankfully, because that was that was probably the only thing that, you know, I was struggling a little bit with was. Oh, yeah. No, we both uh, talked about that. Yeah, it was rough. So, well, so I think you know, it was, but that was by design. But I think I read an interview where they were like, "Oops, we like did it too well." Like in terms of making him annoying and immature, like they were mm-hmm. because they saw the response from fans and they were like, "Yeah, maybe we did it like a little too well in terms of what we intended." But I think that's one thing I do like about Prodigy. They don't linger on anything for too long. Like, for example, this is not a spoiler because it's based upon recent episodes. Like, the whole, like, hologram Janeway, like, oh, my God, is she corrupted? Can we ever trust her ever again? They, like, really mm. nip that in the bud really quickly. So we don't need to, like, 
oh my God, like have it long and drawn out because like some other shows would draw this off for a whole season. It's like, can we ever trust her again? You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that we don't linger on these points too long and we keep, that's another great thing about Prodigy. Like there's like, there's consistent forward momentum. Like occasionally you get like this episode where like, yeah, they're stuck on the hollow deck, but at the end, there's still, it pushes the story forward, you know? So I, that's one thing I really like about Prodigy. Hi, this is Casey Shafsky, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Discovering Trek. One of the great things about this year, Trek-wise, was Prodigy. Boy, has that series lived up to expectations, and I think surpassed it in many ways. It's a wonderful show that's great for a young, old, middle-aged, every-aged Trek fan. It's just fantastic. Period. And you know what else? great about this year oh gosh just everybody being involved in the trek geeks podcast network i can't tell you how much all these people mean to me they're wonderful and thank you all for listening to us much appreciated happy holidays take care because we're talking we're going to talk about what are we talking about next? Discovery? It's like, oh my God, like fucking draw everything. Like, you know, and it's like so annoying. Like, we are, we are about to get into discovery get here. Discovery. So. And it's like, God, like fucking learn from these like other people that are working on Star Trek, like to do a good serialized story. Anyway, I'm, yeah, I'm, I stepped so. onto my Discovery soapbox really quickly, <laughs> but we're about to get back on it. So, we are because uh the, yeah right after that little interlude of prodigy uh which is an interesting choice and i i'm not sure that i understand it but from looking back at the whole year i'm glad yeah, that we started 2022 off with the um with prodigy but then we got back into the anomaly and the end of the universe as we know it once Even again discovery me, uh, Let's fly. Yes, and and some of my favorite or my least favorite villain of all time. And to to talk about a highlight of the second part of Discovery Season 2. Or Season, sorry, Part 2 of Season 4 is, for for me, sure, uh, is that we both, I think, we both really liked how they developed the language of talking to Species 10C. Which no, um, like we both, I, you did not no. like this. Okay, so no, your I thought. Is wrong. Okay, my recollection is wrong. No, I I, I liked it, and the f- they did it way too quickly. Like we were. Yes, like- yes, yes. So that was the, that was the complaint, but I liked how they like it. Sort of worked towards that, and very much like um, encounters of the third kind. Uh, you know, nineteen eighties and then eighties mo- close account. Thank you, close encounters of the, mm-hmm. the third kind uh, from the nineteen eighties. Um, I mean, I've only seen it once or twice, but um, that same sort of developing a language. And I think I, you know, I I thought that that would have been better drawn out more um, mm-hmm. to experience some some depth to that. Um, but I also want to say that the way that they built in, what do they call their new virtual reality wall? 
it's like I don't know. It's like the VR wall or something. I don't know. I don't VR know. wall. Um, is it like they? I don't remember. Uh, no, I don't even remember. But anyway, um, what I'm saying is that I thought that they did a really nice job with the visuals of that piece of like the 10C and that like vista vista of the world. Um, it it felt it felt a lot better than, you know, than they had in the past, uh, you know, with yeah, it was all right. Like I that. think that it looked a little bit too, still looked a little bit too off for me. They, they, I feel they did a much better job with it on Stranger Worlds. Um, they kind of integrated it much better, um, with yes, real they did. props and sets yeah. like versus like, I think discovery leaned on it probably a little too heavily in my opinion. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still innovative, and I think that the artistic and production design, um, you know, re- it really gave them the opportunity to, like, be more artistic and, um, you know, different. Well, like, overall, but um, yeah, I mean, season yeah, four was the first time. Sometimes. Yeah, but this was their first year using it as well. Sure. So that's, you know, that's the other thing is that for, for Star Trek, this was an experiment. So Discovery was the, you know, brainchild like the, of... The test run, maybe. Yeah, the test it's season for it. It's so, yeah, it was in beta. Um, but I, you know, a, a few other highlights from that part of the season having um, Tilly come back was really great. You mean in the finale? She came back in the last two. I want to say when the they were, episode. yeah, the last two episodes. Yeah, because they were they were on the ver- the the a new anomaly had developed near Earth and Vulcan, right? It was going to wipe no, out. It was like it appeared there and the gravity wave was heading towards whatever, whatever. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. Earth was in danger, obviously. Earth was in danger. It was not good. Um, and Vulcan, I believe, was too. But, or yeah. what do they call it? Yeah, uh, yeah I it's not it Vulcan, Vulcan anymore. Yeah. It's not Vulcan anymore. It's called something Navarre. else, remember? Navarre. Navarre. Thank you. So, yes, so we did have that. Uh, It was great to have Tilly back uh, to see the Federation headquarters move as a starship. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, But it was great having Tilly back. That was awesome. And uh, the Earth president, I thought, was was really... That was one of my lowlights, Mike. Oh, really? (laughs) I complained about it at length. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, you complained about so much. It's hard to keep track of what you yeah. uh, talk about. But um, I, th- I thought that was kind of, I thought that was kind of cool. Having Stacey Abrams come on as the president of Earth. I couldn't appreciate that any less. So, <laughs> yeah. I'm nothing against Stacey Abrams. I think that she's, no, she's great. But I, I, I don't, I didn't appreciate the stunt casting and, it really took me out in the moment and I'm not going to go oh, back okay. into it because I think I talked about it for 15 minutes. So like the, in, that yeah, episode, no, no. in that episode coverage. So, um, yeah, I, I have strong feelings about it, but that's okay. Yes. Yes. I have I strong mean, feelings about discovery in general. As our listeners know, it's a common through line. Um, yes, it is. So, yeah. I'm not going to talk. I'm actually not going to contribute to discovery 4 B because it's all negative. So, um, <laughs> that's I, fine. We, we don't have to stick yeah. on it for very long. And we're, and we, I yeah, mean, I'm, um, I'm, this is all I'm, yeah. you know, I've said everything I wanted to share, other than I was happy to see the villain Tarka. Tarka, Tarkin, no, Tarkin is Tarka. Star Wars. Tarka is 
the bully that I hated through this entire season. Yeah. No, we recall this. Yes. Um, um, so, yes, I was happy that yeah, he and, and it, met his end. Yes, he's uh, yes, he's definitely dead. Yes. So. Um, um, yeah, I think one thing that I would say they did a little bit of that I didn't mind, but I wish they um, could do more of is like one. So this was actually more discovery for a versus four B, but some of like mm-hmm. the stuff that they delved into from a mental health standpoint, whether it was with Tilly or Culber, mm-hmm. um, it was like, they did a better job with Tilly than with Culber in my opinion. Um, but I feel that they didn't fully stick the landing and, but I do appreciate that they tried to delve into that from a storytelling character development perspective, because I don't think that we touch on like mental health very often in Star Trek. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I really did like that. And maybe that's something, maybe those kind of like, um, you know, more uncomfortable things or things that we can explore in discovery or whatever. And other shows as well. I mean, we talk about mental health. There's also mental health in like Picard, I guess. Then we talk about that in a minute because that's also uh, whatever Picard. Um, but uh, but yes, I, I, I you know I, I feel like we can get more of that from Discovery. Um, like I feel that the Culber thing, you know, it just didn't really go anywhere. He basically just needed a vacation. Like that's at the end of the day, he just needed like you know to go on short leave um, and spend more time with his husband. Like you know, I, I feel there's more to cultivate there because he brought up like in I think he's brought up in Four B. He was. You know, he brought a whole fact that he he died and came back to life, you know. And, yes, that's true. Oh, my God. We haven't even, like, fully unpacked that. Um, and you can't possibly just unpack that by going on vacation. So, you know, there's I feel there's more there um, that could be great for that character and potentially more to mine in terms of how that affects his relationship with Samets. Um, because they didn't honestly spend a lot of time together this season, and, you know, they were kind of doing their own thing. Like, you know, Samets was, like, really obsessed with the, with the anomaly. And Culber was, like, you know, becoming shift counselor, which is itself, like, kind of potentially problematic. But, um, you know, like, I, I think that would be good. They, I mean, they spent a little more time together at the end. But I think that um, going to next season, it'd be nice to spend just a little more time with them as a couple. Like, versus, mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, like, you know, they're dealing with own, their own shit separately. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that. And um, yeah, definitely some more, you know, if, you know, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but I, you know, one of the things that I am hopeful for season five is that we do get some more of that and some more development of our um, bridge crew, oh. which as, as we, as we talked at length about, you yeah, know, their stories were kind of that. stuck in the middle of red alerts um, and, you know, in, in very weird timings that did not um, did not serve the story, did not serve the characters, did and not even serve one of those moments happening while they are stuck in a, the turbo shaft that is the TARDIS. So that would be yes. a double whammy. It's like not only yes. are we in a situation and you're sharing a life story with me, we are sharing this in this. We're talking about this in this expensive space that shouldn't exist. So, right? Be yes. The, yeah. That that would be good. Yeah. All right. Well, lest we get stuck on Discovery for too long, uh, which we do not need to. Uh, next up was Picard season two, which held a lot of promise or we held a lot of hope for. I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I got to talk about it weekly for nine out of 10 weeks on Discovering Trek. 
engage. I know that some highlights for me was um, Ido Aguirre's uh, role as young Guinan. I thought that that uh, she did a wonderful job. Uh, I thought Allison Pill, I whom I didn't like in season one, oh, right. really uh, came into her own in season two. Um, mm-hmm. I was really, in, I enjoyed all the starship porn that we got. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, the bridge of the Stargazer was amazing. Uh, and I would say, what was the one other thing? One of the other highlights for me was uh, the trip into the mirror universe. Um, not so much. Well, I mean, yeah. In in some respects, there there were some really good not the mirror parts universe. About that. It was like because we let's not confuse it with like the Terran timeline. It's like the oh, right. I don't know what to even call it. Confederation. Like, it's called the Confederation yeah, timeline confederation. or yeah, whatever. Because when you say mirror universe, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant the, but it was uh, kind the... of that's a problem. It was kind of that's one of my complaints. Anyway, that's fine. Um, yes, it was sure, sure. I I thought it was different enough. Or, or a different take on it that it felt, um, you know, yeah, it is, it is sort of another mirror universe, but, um, mirror universe, uh, you know, yes, sure. Um, we're, we're giving alpha and Bra- we should just call them alpha, bravo, <laughs> beta, delta, gamma. Um, so yeah, those were some of the things, I mean, I did, uh, you know, I think I was happy about Rios finding love, and I thought that they made a nice couple, but I was really sad that they did not come back to the future with us. So we lost them. We lost uh, We lost Allison Pill. Well, she sort of mm. came back at the end of this season, but she's she was gone. Around. Yeah, she's around. Uh, we had a dying cue. Um. Yeah, there there was a lot going on, and then actually, and one other highlight, I I have to say this because uh, because I did enjoy it, but I was really happy that Will Wheaton got to come back and play so a watch about his wardrobe. Well, like something, anything, like yeah, not maybe just, you like, know his regular look from. Well, know. so I mean, honestly, like he was. So that scene did take place in 2024. So, you know, he was appropriately dressed for that, but it would have been cool to see him in sort of a, like. I'm not a saying he needs to show up cool. in a space you know, like, but it. Oh, I, I like, was. I would be. I think that would be pretty cool. But if it he literally looked like spaceship. he like like walked off the ready room and like just made an appearance in L.A. I mean, he looks sharp in the ready room. Yeah, yeah I would too. say that. This is, but this I is like was, his. It looks like what he would usually wear. Being wear like, on the street, on yes. Instagram, like, you know, yes. this is like day-to-day wear. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah, I would agree, yeah. Or in our speak as New Yorkers, I would say he looks like, um, what am I thinking of, Brook- like a Brooklynite. Sure. You know, that, that sort of, you know. Like, yeah, kind of like a little bit of hipster wear. Like, hipster, you know, yeah, hipster from, from Brooklyn, but... Like he even yeah. had his, um, he, has gla- he didn't have his glasses, right? We, t- I remember, he did not have his, his glasses. Yeah, no, he didn't have his glasses. That would have been. But, oh my god. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, here's hoping that um, we, you know, I, I'm hopeful that maybe we'll get to see him again. I don't know if it'll be in season three of Picard or whether it'll be, or maybe he pops on the show. That's fine. 
yeah, another show would be really cool as well. So, um, yeah. So those are some of the highlights. I mean, I thought that the, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, so, John, John Delancey, it was nice to see John Delancey. Yes, um, I was going to mention that you didn't say anything about John Delancey. It was nice as John I, Delancey. Was, and yes. any Worshing, hello, was great as the Borg Queen. Yes, she was. She, she absolutely. Was kind of fantastic. Like, she stole yep. the scene many a time. Um, yes. During Picard season two. I think she, uh, she yeah. uh, sort of brought Allison Pill along with her in that respect as well. Sure, sure. Um, I think no, they played I off each other. Highlights um, for Picard season two. Um, I just feel, as you know, that for example, John Delancey, we didn't get that much John Delancey. Like we didn't get that much Q for the whole. Yeah. Like given that the whole season was supposed to be about Q, I feel that, and I think Bill um, on Trek Geeks um, on the Trek Geeks episode did a really great job breaking it down like basically all my grievances with the car season two, because there's so many, it's again, it's a little bit of the edging, right. That Picard has been come to known for, for me, where it's like all the setup and not the best follow through. They like, there's to me, it's just not fully landing like, you know, as well as it could be. There's just so much potential, the confederation shit, the first two episodes, we both agree were great, you know, like really great setup. Um, yeah. and the stakes were high Q was kind of back to being, um, you know, really a foil for Picard. Um, mm-hmm. but like the whole thing where like this emotional, like, you know, like goodbye at the end, I was like, I don't know. It's, you know, it just didn't land for me. Like it's been 30 years since Picard has seen Q since so long. And it felt more like the actor, it was more like a moment between the actors versus the characters for me. Like, you know, it just didn't make sense. Like, you know, they're, I mean, like, we don't need to rehash a lot of these points. But, like, yeah, I, I feel there was, like, I agree with all the highlights you, you mentioned. It's just, like, they didn't, first of all, I don't think they stuck the landing on a lot of those, um, a, a lot of those, like, highlights they gave us. Um, and second yeah. of all, it's like, oh, my God, L.A. for, like, eight episodes. It's like, get me the fuck out of here. Like, I don't like visiting L.A. in real life versus like, you know, I don't need to see LA all the time. <laughs> so it's just like, literally sure. it's like LA, like looks the same. Like, you know, it's it, like a lot of new parts look very similar to me and they're just like driving around LA. It's like, Oh my God. It's like, that's real life. Just drive around LA all the time. Like, I don't know. Um, but speaking of driving around LA though, I will say, and this reminded me that I really did like sevens and Rafi's relationship, like sort of their like interactions. It was it, nice. It, it, it was. It, it didn't was make nice. sense that they could escape from the police um, that well, or that Seven was able to pick up driving that quickly. But sure, that was fine. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, I just meant. So. I meant their their the conversations that they had, the interactions. I thought were really, sure. really quite yeah. uh, good. Yeah. So I was glad to see that you know both the you know the challenging pieces and also the the softer pieces that they had together. So. Right. Um, that was nice i will i will say that yeah no that was um it was good that we got more of them together as a couple um yeah that was that was definitely one of the highlights too um no i i think i mentioned this picard season two and discovery season three is i feel picard season two is better um than discovery season four um but you know i was 
I was glad when it was over. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this shit. So, and yeah, all, I mean, I haven't gone back to really want to wash our hands of it because you know, Allison Pills not coming back next season. It's like this, like temp- it's like anomaly in the middle of space. We'll just forget about it, you know, and move on back to the TNG crew. I don't know, you know, it's just like they're ready to move on too. Like it's, you know, like it's weird. Like whatever, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, once again, though, I am excited about the possibilities with Picard season three. So, oh no, I'm excited. Uh, I'm, but but the thing is, I'm just saying, like they are like us. They're like, we're done with this season. Let's move on. You know, they're ready yeah, to like, yeah. you know, proceed on to the next story. Like, yeah, I was I was shocked when they said that Allison Pill was going to come back for season three. I was like, uh, they literally. Yeah, like, I was too. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah, I think that was maybe they'll surprise us and have her, but I don't from everything I've heard. It doesn't sound like it, it sounds like we're going to go straight into part season three with like Beverly Crusher in peril. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't sound like mm-hmm. um, they're going to connect that to connect the end of season two. I'm hoping that there are going to be a lot of surprises in Picard season three um, that that will, you know, be nice. But, uh, and, you know, we've seen some some kind of hinting at it also not being just a next generation kind of wrap right. up, but also a DS9, Voyager, Voyager DS9. So Which is what I feel we all wanted since mm-hmm. Picard was announced as a show, but Patrick Stewart did not want that. And now we're finally getting yeah. it. Like we had to like meander through season one and two to get to this point. Yeah. So, so, but after Picard season two, uh, I think for us, both agree. well, for me, I'll, I'll just say this. Yes. No, but I was, I was over the moon happy to have 10 weeks of a Star Trek show where we didn't argue about something once. Sure. Hit it. Strange New Worlds made us two of the happiest Star Trek fans uh, ever. And, uh, and it was just phenomenal. Like, blow you away phenomenal right up with to the finale like beginning to end uh strange new worlds really made 2022 um worth it um for sure and and, uh yeah i I mean there's so much good stuff to talk about We'll, we'll probably be here for the next hour just talking about strange new worlds but um, what are some of the highlights for you for Strange New Worlds? Oh, um, you know, I I really liked the season overall. I think my favorite episode was Spock Amok, like because it was such a great um, episode that gave us a lot of humor, but then also gave us an opportunity to see deeper into the characters, because this was the episode where we spent a little bit of time with all the characters. Um, And it really was an ensemble episode. Obviously the focus was um, on Spock, but Spock and T'Pel, but um, I think that overall, like it just did. T'Pring? T'Pring. T'Pring. T'Pring, not not (laughs) T'Pel. T'Pol? Okay, whatever. Not not T'Pol either. Wrong, wrong. T'Pel is no one. Um, 
depraying. So I thought that, um, yeah, I, I really love that episode. Like, it just, it was, again, funny, like, character insight, character growth, a um, little of hinting of what's to come with Nurse Chapel and, you know, her love for Spock, um, particularly at the end mm-hmm. of that episode. Um, like, yeah, it, it was such a well-balanced episode. And then my, I would say the, the other episode that I really liked that I do not remember the name of because I think it had a funky title was the submarine episode, the one I think right before. Um, do you remember the name of the episode, Mike? Uh, it was Memento Mori. So Memento they were all the... Like, you know, I was like, yeah, weird title. Um, but that was... It like, was Federation another... Memorial Day or something. Something yeah, like that. It was, so. uh, it was great. But the whole setup there, um, you know, the whole thing, like the Gorn really becoming like a big threat for this season. Yeah. Um, and potential future seasons. Um, but I really liked how they made the Gorn feel like such a threat without even showing them to us. Like, it, you know, they were kind of like a silent predator and it, it just, they, the way that they set it up, obviously very much inspired by, um, you know, Hunt for Red October and, you know, those kind of thriller, like underwater movies, but, you know, they did such a good job pulling it off. Um, and this was like, I think this was the fourth, that was the fourth episode. And, that really, like, for me, because the first three episodes, I, I liked, I liked Strange New Worlds, the first episode, um, but that was set mm-hmm. up, you know, the next two episodes, I was like, eh, it's okay, you know, like, um, but this episode, I was like, it really came together for me, like, you know, like, and they're all good, by the way, they're all good, but this was, like, excellent, um, and I thought that it really, like, the characters and the show just really gelled um, by, by episode four. Um, so yeah, yeah, and obviously the finale, which was also great, um, that blew me away. Like it was like one of the best season one finales that I could have asked for. Um, and a quality of mercy, uh, yeah, yeah. It was just it was... like well, so well done. So yep. yeah, I would say like um, those are some of the highlights for me. But honestly, like the whole the whole show was great. Um, you know, there I, I appreciate very similar to Lower Decks, like it, the format of the show gives them the opportunity to do some experimentation, play with different tones of the show. Not every episode needs to have the same tone um, and the writing style. Like, you know, like next season, we know we're going to get like a crossover Lower Decks, which is silly, but, you know, we'll see what happens. But this format just really gives them the opportunity to do different things and throw things against the wall and, um, you know, Sometimes one episode's shorter. Some episodes are better than others. But I think um, that's what, it, you know, this is what we love about old Star Trek sometimes. It's like, you know, like, sometimes you have a really great episode. Um, but that's okay. You know, like, it's like you can just jump in and enjoy it. And, you know, it's not have to worry about, like, the fate of the galaxy every week. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the universe and, is not um, ending. Yeah. And um, all the characters are great. And they're all, like, you know, they're all really good. We talked about this too. Like they're all really, they all feel very fleshed out. Um, and it's, you know, it doesn't have the discovery problem um, because we just have right. an opportunity to spend time with everyone and not just primarily like Michael Burnham. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I would totally agree. I think that the ensemble, this ensemble is uh, probably the most fully fleshed out ensemble in Star Trek. And um, just the way, and, and to be fair, we didn't even really flush out like Melissa Navio's 
character, you know, or, um, or even, you know, um, Josh Bush's character, you know, we got like, I think there's still a lot more to learn about, about their characters. Uh, the penultimate episode, I thought and I can't was believe Hammer really died. That's still, that's still like gas. I was like, just getting you know. there. I was just getting there. Yeah. All those who wandered. That was, that was, like, that uh, was one of the, lowlights for Stranger Worlds because they just didn't use him enough. Like, you know, I feel that character didn't, just had yeah. so much potential. And, oh, he's dead. You know, it was like, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> and one of the few aliens. But it also, it also solidified, though, the threat of the Gorn. Like, and he did, he did sacrifice himself because he was infected with Gorn, you know. Sure. And, uh, so I think that that episode also was really scary. And um, I, yeah, to have that end that way, I thought was um, was powerful. It was a powerful choice on the part of the writers to do that. Um, yes, I agree. Losing a main character that you barely know, but you've seen throughout the season. Um, but he also you know, pulls I, it up for like three episodes, remember? Like he was like just yes, not around. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. Where, where's Hammer? Where's Hammer? Like... Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, and that just brings me quickly to, um, you know, if we're, we're fans of Trek Spurts quiz, the podcast, and we're, we'll be on it next year. Um, and I think you learn a lot. Of, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that you just don't know. Sure. So um, we have no idea kind of the things that, that might've, you know, yeah, I haven't heard any tea though. Like, I, you know, uh, no, yeah, no, really haven't. But, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, anything's possible. So, yeah, and I thought a quality of mercy was just blow you away. Good, like, so good. Admiral, Admiral Pike and the, the Wrath of Khan Reds mm-hmm. was amazing. Um, just, all of that, you know, and, and it continued that through line all the way through the entire season about him struggling with what he had learned on Discovery season two mm-hmm. um, about his fate and, uh, you know, just carried it from there. Um, I will say one of the things, the most con- one of the most confusing things about this season for me as a as a longtime Star Trek fan, is just the way that they use Stardates in this season did oh, not make I'm any like, sense. Yeah, to yeah. Me. I remember you. I was like, whatever, it's all fake. <laughs> like, and when you look, and when you look at them listed out, uh, you know, I'm on Memory Alpha, just looking at all, you know, season one's episodes, and you see all the Stardates listed out, you're like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, so uh, I mean, it means like the numbers. Basically, mean nothing. Like some, were some of them backwards? Oh, they're all over. They are all over the place. Yeah, they're I not even like do not incrementally increasing, right? Consistently. No, no, yeah. they are completely random, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Because technically, a quality of mercy happens before you know the entire <laughs> season. <laughs> Which is weird, based on star dates. Um, well, no, the Ghost of Illyria is actually really early um, by star date, so it's just, just kind of all over the place. Like, you know, at least at least Next Generation, you know, started and made sense through the season, right? You know, they did twenty six episodes right. or how many ever episodes they did, 
and the 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 start dates progressed and and it made sense and it sort of gave you a level of continuity and for me every time that you hear someone say a start date on strange new worlds you're like what the fuck like, how is that even possible? Right. How is that, you know, I don't when are we to it? Cause it's, it's like meaningful. Oh, it just it's like, it just drives me bonkers. Um, okay. and well, so what's worse that or the TARDIS that is discovery. Turbo shop, the discovery turbo shop. I mean, uh, I mean, we all know the answer to that. <laughs> like, come on. Um, like, like, but anyway, it's just one of those annoying things. But anyway, yeah, I, I just, uh, yeah, from start to finish, this season was amazing. The cast was amazing. I can't wait to see what season two is going to bring. Season, you know, here's the thing about, here's the difference between my anticipation for Picard season three and my anticipation for Strange New World season two is that I actually know that Strange New World is going to deliver on my anticipation for this yeah, season. I know. I know. Um, but, you know, like hope, hope dies last, as I like to say. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to, you know, I guess. Starting. So, yeah. Except for Discovery. I've kind of like decided that it's like, whatever. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, yeah. I'm but, but I am super excited for season two. Like this. This is Strange New World is must watch television. And so I am very excited about season two. Um, you know, we'll get it sometime after Picard season three, sort of like this year is is the the game mm-hmm. plan. But uh, as far as we know, so um, looking forward to season two and excited for, to see the cast again. I'm also really excited to see how they're going to, and we talked a little bit about this a couple episodes, maybe last episode or the one before that, just about this whole augment piece, which is coming up. You know, it came up in Prodigy. It definitely is Mm -hmm. obvious in Strange New Worlds, how that's going to play out, especially because... Well, we uh, know it's not going to get resolved in Strange New Worlds' timeline. Like, if anything is... Sure, sure. But I'm hoping... Right. But I'm hoping that Una's storyline works out in a way that she stays with. I mean, I'm the sure ship. she's going to stay on the ship. Like, it's just. You well, know. she's not on the ship right now, and we I don't know, know where she but is. I'm sure they're so. going to get her back, like, eventually, somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, oh. I, you know, I'm both excited to see how they do that, but also worried about that a little bit as sure. well. So. All right. Well, then we had our first break of the year, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, we may have had a week off here or there, but then we had a whole whopping six weeks, I think it was, off. And uh, we came back to Lower Decks Season 3. Yeah. Hi, this is Ron, host of the ConPod, Star Trek Convention Podcast. One of my favorite things from Star Trek this year was Season 3 of Star Trek Lower Decks and the return to Deep Space Nine, our favorite space station, getting to revisit the classic characters of Colonel Kira Norris and one of my favorite Star Trek characters, Quark. I felt like it was going to be hard to deliver better than Season 2. 
of Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. But in the end, I think they got there. At the beginning, I wasn't so sure. And please never, I hope we never see Peanut Hamper again. But anyway. It's, ha- it's going to um, happen. Like, we left that door wide well, open. I, I would, uh, I'm happy to see Agamus again because that's, um, who is that? Who plays Agamus? Uh, uh, Jeffrey Combs. Thank you, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. So I, I'm fine with bringing Agamus back because, you know, it's Jeffrey Combs. But uh, yeah, no more Peter Hamper. But season, <laughs> so season three, I, I think I was a little disappointed at the beginning of season three because, again, you had to get back into the mindset of what Lower Decks is all about. And that is that it's really the life of the lower deckers and they're not going to know what's going on on the, you know, with the command staff. So the fact that we were left with Carol Freeman being taken away at the end of season two, which was a big Mm -hmm. shock uh, and then have it wrapped up so easily at the beginning of season three off screen was, I think the, the toughest part, but, um, but it definitely get, did get better. I think that, the the end of the season really crushed it with Crisis Point Two and mm. trusted sources in the Stars at Night. I think that that whole journey of Beckett's was really good. What are your What are some of your thoughts on season three of Lower Decks? Yeah, um, no, I agree with you. I think that the beginning of it was kind of tricky, and I feel that we kind of took um, maybe a couple steps back when it came to the characters and also um, some of the momentum that we had at the end of season two. Um, And I agree with you. I think it got there, but I do think, I really do think that these, um, you know, these people, these people, these, these characters are primary protagonists. They cannot stay ensigns forever. I I feel that that is actually holding the show back. Um, Like, and I feel that by, necessitating that they stay where they are rank wise is, you know, I feel they need to make up reasons for it. And I just don't think it's working. So, Mm. and I think I mentioned this, I think that they can keep, they can call it lower deck still. Like, you know, I just, because they get promoted because the whole show is about like these, the whole crew of the Cerritos, they're basically lower deckers. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not just these four ensigns that were, that, we're with like week to week. It's li- it's literally the entire Cerritos crew. So, you know, I think I made this relation to like Veep, right? Like very right, similar. You did, just yes. because she's president, just because Selena Meyer, Julia Dreyfus' character became president, she's like a powerless president. You know, the- thematically, it was still Veep. You know, she's still like a VP, mm-hmm. like because she had so little power over Congress. And you know, I know you haven't watched Veep, but is like Congress constantly cock blocked her where she couldn't do anything. And she was like, powerless. you know, same deal. Like they can do that. That would be like my feedback to my command. Do not feel like you need to keep these characters as ensigns, like, you know, promote them, give them more responsibility, but you're still playing within the theme of the show and the title and what its essence is. You know, these are not characters on the enterprise. These are characters like on the Cerritos. So, um, you know, I think that that's. One I like how you. Really, I like how you, you know. put that, though. I like how you say that the whole the whole ship, the Cerritos, right. is sort of the lower deckers. Exactly. Of, yeah. of Starfleet, of Starfleet, yeah. and one thing I forgot to mention, though, that 
the other episode that really stands out is obviously the Deep Space Nine episode. Sure. We got to go back to Deep Space Nine, which was really cool. Uh, yeah, and see Major Kira and Quark again. So that was a, a special treat from this season as well. Yeah. But then, then they entered, you know, they did that and then they had a peanut hamper episode, which honestly, <laughs> again, I will I did not never, ever. Uh, I hate but, that episode. I will know, never again, watch it know, again. They, they can like, the format allows them to do like, I think once a season, like a very experimental episode like that. And just like, you know, if it doesn't stick, it doesn't sure. stick, whatever. Um, so. Well, they did three ships last season and season two right. was really good. I thought. Right. Right. Um, so anyway. Um, so yeah. So I would say that was my biggest thing this season. Um, I, I, I think that, and I think at the, by the end, I feel that we kind of, there was some character development, but we kind of got back to where we were at the beginning of season three. Like, basically, you know, they're all still ensigns. Mariner is now still assigned to Ramson, but by her own will. Like, she she was like, you can be my mentor, right? Oh, yeah. Um, That's right, yeah. Like, so we got the Fulgan ensign coming in to next season on... The, the one from Three Ships. So I think that might change the dynamic. But I do think that, yeah, just overall, like, again, we're, we're just back at, you know, I, I just don't know how much momentum we've had with main characters, except I would say Rutherford, because Rutherford, we got a lot more of his backstory. And I don't know if that is going to propel him forward much, because it's just like, you know, we resolved it and we know, like, oh, yeah, like, Admiral, Admiral, <laughs> wait, What's his oh, name yeah. again? The Badmiral. The Badmiral. When Amigo. Yes, when Amigo. Bueno. I was like, it's a play. Yes, I was like, yeah, it's Spanish. Um, yes. You know, we, we know, good like, friend. When, good friend. Um, we know we did to Rutherford. And, you know, it would be nice to see next season, like, him being able to, now that we, he knows his back, knows his history, he, know, he knows where he's been, like, he can propel himself forward more. I don't know. Like I, I, I just um I, I would I think it's just important that this show does not get stuck in again having to feel like they need to force these four characters to just stay where they are. Um because I think from a long term perspective, I think that's really going to not first of all not make sense. Like it's like how we make fun of Harry Kim never being promoted seven years. Looking back, it's ridiculous. Um but second, I think it's going to limit their character growth, you know? Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But overall, yeah. I think it did get there. It, it just took, like, a few episodes for it to kind of get back into the groove. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully uh, season four won't have that issue. Um, but I'm always... Ex- this is also another show that I look forward to just because it's completely off, you know, just it's all fun. Like, it's never very serious. We tend to take it serious, kind of like we take Prodigy seriously at, at some points, but... Um, well, that's because Prodigy I, takes itself a little bit more seriously than, like, Lower Decks. I mean, not Yeah, time, no, but. yes, for sure, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, in-universe, in, in Prodigy mm-hmm. doesn't take itself so seriously versus Lower Decks sort of in-universe does take itself seriously in that, like, 
there's the Titan, there's like star dates, there's things that, that make sense. Um, but anyway, um, right. but I, 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 it's always a, something I look forward to is lower. Oh, yeah, no, it's always- and consistently they've been coming out in August of, of every year. So hopefully we'll, you know, in 2023, we'll in August of 2023, we'll get uh, some new lower decks. Um, seems to be something that they're able to put out on a yearly basis, unlike some other of the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, uh, then we got back to Prodigy, right? Go fast. To wrap up the year, right? Uh, right. Did we have anything else after that? It was pretty much we're in the midst of the 10 final episodes of Prodigy. Yeah, I mean, we had a smattering of other highlights this year that is kind of outside the day-to-day of just the series. Like, we, you know, we saw the motion picture. I don't know if you're going to bring this up. Like, you know, we saw the motion picture. Oh, no, yeah. This, yeah, we saw. Um, I think those are highlights for me this year as well. Like, motion picture was, I mean, it looked great. I was tired. (laughs) Yes, yes. I heard of it. Um, It was good. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. Um, And Rafa Khan, of course, was excellent. And it was really nice yes. to kind of see it in a theater in 4K, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, you know, that was that was a great experience. That was yeah, it was um, yeah, it was. Re- I think it was the first time I'd seen Wrath of Khan on the big screen. So yeah, I, I certainly haven't, uh, and I've watched it you know a hundred times. It is my number one favorite Star Trek movie. So um, yeah, no, that was a lot of fun, uh, even. I think for, you know, even I was tired too for the motion picture, but, uh, it was, you know, hearing the orchestra in surround sound in a movie theater. Cause that, I mean, both, both have great soundtracks, but yeah, yeah. you know, uh, hearing the motion picture in, in a theater was a, definitely a good experience as well. So Yeah. Um, and you know, Prodigy has been going strong the rest of this year. Um, yeah. Oh, and one other thing that, you know, I, it's, it's a highlight because it was, well, I'll just say it and then I'll explain it, but you know, we did go to Mission Chicago. Um, right. Oh my God. I forgot that. Which, was <laughs> it feels like, yeah, go. I mean, oh so, uh, technically our first official star trek convention right and um that was really cool to be a part of because i think the one thing that i really enjoyed versus our experience at star trek not las vegas um or (laughs) not star trek las vegas however you want to refer to it is that you got the exclusive uh things that I thought were kind of, you know, cool to see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, for a different, you know, and also I think, I think at Mission Chicago, I fell in love with Kate Mulgrew again. Yes. Like, I, I, think, I think I fell I, back I think, in love with her first and then I brought you along with me. Sure. Sure. I kept on, like, uh, you know, what, after, after, yes. was, do we, she was at we we went to her book panel first and then the next day we did the project panel. Um but yeah. yeah, after we came out of the one where she was promoting her book, I was like, She's amazing. She's great. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, she, yeah. I, I think, it, you know, and seeing her throughout Prodigy has been amazing. And um, we'll get to see more of her in season two. So and I know we're not talking I, about um, it, but I really, really liked the most recent episode. The Not the screener episode, obviously, but the one that people saw, which was Mind Walk. I think Mind Walk, yes. Mind Walk. Yeah. Because Mind it walk, just yep. gave Kate you know, Kate Mulgrew is not, I don't think she's like known for her humor. Like she's a very serious actress, but yes, I was yeah. just like, I, I mean, one of the reasons why I love this episode was that it really, because now we're gushing on Kate, about Kate Mulgrew is like, yeah, it really gave her the opportunity to just exercise range and comedy and her, it was, she did it so well. Like she did such a great job. Um, and, you know, basically impersonating Dal and, I, like her intonation, her, you know, her rhythm, like when she was like kind of panicking, like, you know, like they're all so on point because we don't yeah. really see Kate Mulgrew, like act that kind of character. Like at least I have not. And I never saw, um, I never saw Orange is New Black. So I don't quite know. Like she's, a, I know she's a dark character there. Um, but, you know, this was the first time I've really seen her in more of like a, with a comedic beat. So I was like on the floor. I wasn't really on the floor, but I was like, oh my God. Like it was. <laughs> you were, you were texting me. I was texting you. I was loving like, this, this episode. Like, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I really, I think Prodigy actually has really given her, like between that episode, but then Admiral Janeway and Hologram Janeway, like she's given a lot of, um, a lot of opportunities to exercise a lot of range. And it's really, yeah. it really makes the show better. Like it's amazing. Yeah, I, I can't wait for you to watch the final two episodes and oh my god, see how it wraps up. Uh, but yeah, no, and and I mean, I'll be I'm as funny as that... Mind Walk though. Mind Walk was really funny. I oh no, it's not. It no, the def- it's not. Yeah, no, Mind Walk is funny. I would not humor like funniness. I don't think really is how I would describe the two last episodes but it's been a couple of weeks since i've watched them so um okay but i think you're gonna enjoy them but, uh but okay. talking more about k mulgrew i mean here's hoping that we get to see her live action um and i yes. feel like that she may be a surprise in season three of picard um but also maybe after Season three of Picard, there is uh, something new for her as well. I mean, she's um, lobbying for it for sure. Um, I feel. I think. Well, I think she's feeding off the fans. Lobbying, lobbying for like, it. What was it? Was it during? Was it? Was it at Comic Con? Your Comic Con? Yeah, Comic Con. Yeah, yeah. I think so. We yeah. were there, but like we were, we were live streaming it, and she was right. Like, yeah, yeah. Alex Kirsten, what do you think? Well, yeah, will, right. Janeway, well, Admiral Janeway still be ambulatory by the time that you are ready to have her back on screen. Like, you know, she was like, come on, you know, she was kind of pushing for it. So, yeah. Yep. That'd for be cool. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else uh, from 2022? Oh, and, and not to, not to put too fine of, not to kind of add this on, tack this on at the end, but also at Mission Chicago, we get to meet in person our executive producers of this podcast for the first time in person. We got to see a bunch of the rest of the team at Trek Geeks 
podcast network. So that was really cool. We had some dinners. We had some good times. Uh, so that was more highlights from Chicago this year. Sadly, mm-hmm. there will not be another Chicago-like no. experience slash Seattle, whatever. No, no, but no Low Light. Um, low Light would be Paramount, CBS, Viacom fucking up the franchise because of their incompetence. But, you know, that's... That's that's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Part, uh, I mean, that's that's SOP, really. I mean, that's it's really yeah, uh, standard yeah. operating procedure for those procedure of you that don't for them. Know our acronym yeah. SOP. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, that is 2022 in review. Five. We didn't really talk that much about series. Product. I mean, like, but we've talked about project for last, like, you know, yeah, eight uh, yeah, episodes. which is yeah. I mean, it's a good. It's a. It's nice that the, it bookends the year. Um, I think it's. I also think it'll be. I had fun binging the last four episodes together. Um, I think it's very going to be very binge worthy for everyone, mm-hmm. and so, like you said at the beginning, like this is a show that people need to watch. I agree with that, and you know, in a couple show. weeks, you'll be able to watch yeah. the whole season. But I, uh, you know, speaking of other Star Trek, we, you know, oh, another highlight, we did the Trexperts quiz, which will be coming out next year. Um, That was a lot of fun. Um, That also, for me, reinvigorated me starting to rewatch Deep Space Nine again, which, uh, as we previously mentioned, um, is a strong opening season. I I had forgotten how good this was it's been that long so um so yeah so <laughs> and <laughs> is that your it's stomach time for, are you hungry no that is not my stomach that is my that is our third podcast host uh hamish uh joining okay. me on the podcast um so yeah so that's 2022 anything any quick thoughts about any, I mean, we've talked about what we're looking forward to in 2023. Anything else that you didn't mention that um, you are looking forward to? Um, yeah. I mean, we talked about Picard season three, Strange the world season two. I'm definitely looking forward to the crossover with lower decks. Mm-hmm. I really want another Star Trek show to be announced. I mean, this kind of goes in the vein of like, even you talking about like Kate Mulgrew or whatever. I mean, I'm not that excited about either section 31 or Starfleet Academy, like this as concepts. I mean, it would be nice to see Michelle Yeoh back on Star Trek, but she's such a busy woman that I'm not holding my yeah. breath. And Starfleet Academy, I'm I don't not know. I, I don't know about Starfleet Academy. I mean, like it's, it'd be fine. But like, you know, I, I want us to be in space and like exploring shit and not though. I guess this is what people said about DS nine. I mean, like, you know, you're just on a station. I don't know. Maybe they somehow they make it incredible. I have no idea. Um, I yeah, really that's... do want, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, yeah, that's uh, you know, if you really want to watch uh star for the Academy, you can like, Go back and watch. I don't know, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, something where yeah, it's I don't know if it's gonna be like, like a teen. Yeah, maybe they. I know they're trying to pull more yeah. audiences, but I mean, I really yeah. want to see like um, a new series that follows the characters that we come 
to know into the 25th century um, beyond mm-hmm. Picard. I think that would be great. Yeah. That would be a way for us to get people like Kate Mulgrew back, but then not just, it doesn't need to be just Kate's show. It doesn't need to be, you know, Star Trek Janeway or whatever, but it could be like, I, I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about how I think one one title that's being that was being thrown around at some point was like Star Trek Legacies or something. That could be a great title mm. for like just like you know the continuing the continuing journey of like you know like basically these yeah. like you know TNG DS9 Voyager characters. Um, not to say like we can't have new characters in the mix, but like you know I would love to see like because like honestly so many of us are fans of that era um, that it would be great to see the you know those continuing stories and to understand what those characters are and we're going to get i think we're going to get a little bit of that in Picard season 3 but it'd be great to see that move forward you know or something beyond just Picard once yeah that would be really cool yeah like, um that would that, i agree it could even be like that would be an, really it could be like an anthology series like it could be like every season's different or every episode like focuses on like where is harry kim i don't know but that could be cool you know like it it would just be um a way for us to revisit these characters that we spent many many years with so without necessarily and it doesn't need to be like super serialized like picard right like i think that's one thing that is you know feature in a bug of picard is so serialized but if we can spend just some time with each of the characters that would be cool i don't know something like that yeah i think something along the lines of strange new worlds uh you know weekly star trek another weekly star trek show that does not need um does not need a through line necessarily um would be great uh something that is more episodic and kind of gives you know gives us that nature of star trek uh with some of our yeah with some of the legacy characters maybe with new new characters obviously i think that's the only way that that would happen is with some new characters sure, thrown yeah. in there and that's but, fine you know but i want yeah, to see absolutely. where where's the federation in the 25th century i want to understand the you know the political dynamics with like you know the fallout from uh you know the the, the romulan the Roman empire being gone you know yeah. and where are we yeah. with the cardassians are there normalized relations with a dominion i don't know you know like i would love to understand all that stuff because sometimes that's what made star trek so interesting um yeah so yeah i don't know yep yeah well yeah let's hope to announce like a new show next year um i don't know but at the same time cbs paramount viacom whatever they've also been tightening the purse strings too i have no idea you know it's not just like you get a new star trek series and you get a new star trek series i I don't know. So we'll have to see. Yeah. I mean, we got 51 episodes of Star Trek this year. I think that that's incredible. I mean, that is the most Star Trek we've had in the 55 years of this franchise in one, you know, in one year. One calendar year. Yeah. Yeah. So. One calendar year. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, um, but those are things. Yeah, those are things that I am looking forward to. We're not going to make it to Vegas next year, I think, right? Because you, you have something going on. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on in my life, so, um, yeah, sure. Uh, not gonna, not gonna be able to plan Vegas at this point, anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
So we'll kind of see see what where the road takes us. Yeah, but there are no other con- no other cons in the near future. So no, that, there are there are not there are not. So, um, anything else you're looking forward yeah. to next year for twenty twenty three? I mean, the, one the, of my the things- start of the twenty twenty four primaries. <laughs> That's. Gosh, no, I do not. <laughs> I can't want, wait. No, I'm not. I'm not looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, that's when election uh, season. No, I, season for, I understand. Uh, yeah, the presidential. Yes, I understand. Stars not look, not looking forward to this at all. No, um, no. Uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that the book universe kind of continues and, and gets a little more robust in 2023. Um, I'm currently listening to David Mack's latest original series novel so uh and there's a strange the first strange new worlds novel is coming out in february so i'm looking forward to that um but i hope there's more you know more of that i'd really love to see i really loved the oh we didn't even talk about the picard kind of 90 minute audiobook with uh with raffian uh seven uh more of that would be I mean, so I'm a big, I'm a huge fan of audio. Um, So, you know, I'd love to hear, love to have more of that available as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Um, I I need to get into the comics because, you know, they brought back, they brought back Ben Sisko. So um, there's this whole thing that's tied to a game that's coming out, which I'm not a gamer. So... Um, Star Trek Renegade. There's that resurgence. Resurgence. resurgence I think Renegades. Is, yes. You're, yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're gonna play that. No, I'm not. No, I'm definitely not gonna play it. But anyway. So, yeah. No, I think that you know. Yeah, and I also don't think that the sec. I, I I'm very skeptical that Section Thirty One is actually gonna happen. Um, Super Michelle Yeoh is way. Which again, I'm not that excited about. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if Tilly's on it and she's leading it, then, you know, definitely it would be a watch from that perspective. Um, I guess I just don't I don't know how I feel about Tilly being like the main character. Like, you know, I feel that she's played like she's great in a supporting role, but I I just haven't seen her in that capacity. So I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, like she's usually grown discovery because I feel she's such a good foil to everyone else. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, but uh, taking taking us back to season one of Discovery when she played the captain in the Mirror Universe, she she did grow into that, and uh, you know, so that that's was true. You know, um, but well, she did it in yeah. other seasons too, but in season three as well. But yeah, um, um, yeah, I. But that's not. I, I can but see that we know, right? That's that's she's, it's not like. I don't know. That is I, not I feel that she, know, by the yeah. end of season four, she, you know, you can tell that she changed a little bit. She's much more like sure of herself and the way that, you know, the way that she is um, like giving mm-hmm. commands to the ensigns and such, or the cadets rather. Um, so we do see that evolution a little bit. I just don't know if she can, you know, carry her own show. I will have to see. I don't know. I mean, I, I like Tilly. Don't get me wrong. She's one of my favorite characters. It's just that we haven't, seen that character get tested that way yet right well very good well uh yeah there's our year in review 
of uh, Star Trek in 2022. And Johnson, why don't you tell our listeners how they can share their highlights or lowlights slash criticism slash hopes sure. for 2023, <laughs> all of the above, whatever you want to share. Whatever you want to share. Sure. So we would love to hear from you all. You can reach us on social media on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride. Or you can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. You can also leave us a five-star review if you want on your podcast platform of choice. We love that. So get the word out there. Share, share one of you know, share with your friends <laughs> whatever. <laughs> so yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we want to take a moment to thank Fansets for being the premier sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. And go on over and check out fansets.com. The latest and greatest that I'm excited about and mine is headed my way is the Magnetic Delta from Next Generation. I'm super excited to get that. Uh, That is out there now. Uh, go check that out. That is the latest Delta. And they've got a whole lot more Deltas coming soon as well. So head on over there. If you use the code TrekGeeks, all one word, at checkout, you're going to get 10% off your order. And if you have more than $30 in your cart, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. So head on over to fansets.com. Give them lots of love and support. They are a great partner and a great small business to support. And we want to thank Fansets for being the premier sponsor of Deep Space Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. And also... Sorry, uh, oh, sorry. go ahead. Oh, no. And also... Uh, it sounds like you have something else. I know you are, yeah. No, no, I did have one more thing. We have Trek Talks 2 coming January 14th, a telethon to support the Hollywood Food Coalition eight hours of interviews with Star Trek alums from all the series. Uh, and uh, you can head over to trektalks.net for more information on that. John Billingsley, Phil Flox, Hollywood Food Coalition here. Guess what? Trek Talks 2. It's happening. You asked for it. You got it. January 14, eight hours of premium Star Trek entertainment. Amazing guests, mad capery, insightful social commentary, musical interludes. Support HoFoCo. Check us out at HoFoCo.org, helping people in need for almost 40 years. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the 14th of January at TrekTalks.net. Live long and mark your calendars. Again, TrekTalks.net. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you back here in 2023. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye, everyone. Deep 
Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks podcast network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Coconut!